I hope people see that like we're not against anyone, we're just for like everyone. <laughs> To see it's much better. <laughs> so much better for me. Oh, good. All right. All right, everybody. Welcome to season two, episode five of the Strongly Worded Podcast. I am Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And we are coming at you from our dining room studio here at Palm Coast, Florida. It's a beautiful, gorgeous, sunny Sunday afternoon. We have a guest today that I've been looking forward to. Again, I say this about all our guests, but I really mean this one. I really mean all of them. But uh, I felt very excited to reach out and uh, speak. I didn't even ask you your last name in our introduction. Uh, I will. Um, But I was a small business owner. She is a small business owner. um, Where We both uh, have experiences in allowing some of our personal beliefs, political beliefs, come through our business. Um, and I invited her here to talk about that a little bit. Karen? Hello, and thank you for having me. Welcome. Karen, if you are local to Flat, the Flagler Palm Coast area, owns Sally's Ice Cream Shop down at the beach. Huge favorite of my family. The best ice cream in Flagler County. Seriously. Thank you. A Hampton, a Hampton family tradition. <laughs> yeah, love for that. sure. My kids kind of feel like we have a celebrity in the house. <laughs> So welcome. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, uh, Karen Bartowski. Um, I own Sally's Ice Cream. Uh, this year it will be nine years oh, wow. in July that uh, we've been the caretakers of this uh, this little shop. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, um, it's you and a partner? You and a... Uh, no, it is, uh, it is my shop. Oh, I, no, great. Yes. Okay. Um, I did have a partner years ago whom I've bought out. Mm-hmm. So it is me. It is a family business. Mm-hmm. My youngest daughter, Madison, she's my uh, she's my GM. Oh, cool. She's uh, the heart and soul of Sally's. She has that great passion for business ownership as I did and do mm-hmm. um, my life, like my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hard time what, working for other people. Yeah, what um, did you do before you came to Sally's? What was... Your career um, before that? I owned a restaurant. Did you? In what? New Jersey, and then I've been head chef around, Ooh. so that is my Are you trade. a chef? I am. My wife's a chef. Is she? She is. So she got that crazy gene then in her head, too. <laughs> Indeed. I yeah. no comment. Yeah, there, there's I gotta can, be. I can comment. Yeah. She has the, yes. She yeah. Ha- I always call it the artist brain. Yes. Yes. And that's how I started, because I went to go to school for art school, and, you know, you have kids, and... Mm-hmm. How, how are you going to make money? So mm-hmm. um, I took that and put it into into food and took that as my passion. And mm-hmm. Got tired, got really tired of it, working. It's an exhausting business. Yes, it, it really, really is. is. It, it'll take everything from you. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we bought the little ice cream shop. And it, I'm going to say it's a little easier. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A, a little bit. Uh-huh. So. And... Um, 
much beloved. You said it has been here since the 80s? Yes. I keep forgetting. It's either 1984 or 1985. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it was started by Sally, mm-hmm. hence the name. Mm-hmm. And it's, it stayed that name. I don't think you change something right. like that. So, Tell me about Sally. I don't know a lot about her. No? I don't. I do know that she comes to Sally's. Does she? I myself have never personally met her. Um, I have heard what she said about Sally's at this point through a mutual acquaintance. And, you know, we try and make Sally proud. I mean, this is her, she started this. This is her legacy. And I, you know, we want to make her proud. So now after Amy's home arc is closing now, you might be like one of the oldest businesses in Flagler now. I think the Golden Lion. How old? Snapjacks too. So, but you're top top three though. I'm not sure. Possibly are. All I know is today, my 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 oldest child, who is in Tampa, she's 22. She'll be 23 in April. As I told you before we came on, I used to take her all the time, and my son too. When I texted her this morning and said, "Oh, we're gonna gonna interview the owner of Sally's." She replied in all caps, oh my God, so awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, it, it makes me feel so, uh, it's humbling. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's humbling that people feel such a, uh, a strong connection, pull, connection mm-hmm. to Sally's. Mm-hmm. And it, because, you know, what gratitude. Do you, what do you do when your kids are down? You take them to get ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you want to go talk to them. Like we went the other day, and uh, and my son Anthony said, "Oh, we used to sit on those benches over there. We used to sit on the benches right on the side, and we would talk." Yeah, can't get a word out of them now, but <laughs> it, yep. it's the truth. I mean, that's what I used to do with my kids mm-hmm. before you know, I bought it. It's mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there was some there were some hard times, and especially when we first moved down here. Mm-hmm. Where I couldn't even afford an ice cream cone at Sally's. And then I thought I was the greatest mom in the whole entire world because I could finally like go down and get an ice cream cone. And mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, I think I showed my girls that, you know, you work hard, you put your head down and mm-hmm. anything's possible. So in the Facebook group, um, I took when we were there a couple weeks ago, I snapped a couple photos of your sign and, and what the shop looks like so people can envision it. But it is, it's a bright little spot, right? Across from the water. Tell us, tell us a little bit about the appearance for the people who can't lay eyes on it. Um, well, Sally's, you know, we decided it's been many, many colors. And, and it's funny to look at all the pictures over all the years. And I wish I had them all. Um, but, you know, going into it, and especially right after Hurricane Irma, because we were shut down for seven months, mm. that was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, with a new Sally's, it's an evolution. It, it, it's you have to keep changing. Mm-hmm. And I, I picked out this color pink, and I'm like, this is Sally's color. Like, this is who she is. And some people looked at me and went, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what though. are you thinking? I think mm-hmm. even my kids looked at me like out of the corner of their eyes and uh-huh. said, oh. But I'm like, no, this is it. Like, we need. It needs to. It's like bro- yeah, the it's personality yeah. it's this is Sally's nobody else has this color mm-hmm. and it's bold mm-hmm. and it's it's in your face mm-hmm. and people won't forget it yeah mm-hmm. so yep. that's how the color came to be I love it I and love it and you know a lot of it has you know we have our sticker window mm-hmm. tell us about that I love um, 
you know, we started it and mm-hmm. it's there for people to put stickers on, you know, whatever you need. I mean, I've seen it all over the place. We're not the only people that does it, mm-hmm. that, that have done it, that have done it. Um, We're not the grammar police. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm really not great. It's in my head the right way. It just doesn't come out the right, right. way. Um, so people bring all different types of stickers from all over the place and it's... Mm-hmm. You know, it, it represents who Sally's is. Mm-hmm. And so, so for again, for we have lots of listeners who aren't local. So um, there is a reason we brought you here today. So let's introduce a little bit. Who's, who is Sally's? Sally's has some beliefs. Sally's, yes. Sally's, Sally's is everyone, as far as I'm concerned. And that's how we operate the business. Mm-hmm. Our core values are... I don't know if you want to call it point of view, but it's just based in in love. And I think that's the basis of it. it it's love. And for those of you who can't see who I'm mm-hmm. looking at, she's sitting here in a t-shirt that says love. <laughs> it's all about love. <laughs> and my bracelet and has the, love. And it, the it, always it, the peace sign. Yep. Yeah, always yeah. the peace. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it's in our DNA. That's uh-huh. who we are. It's not just a business. It's... Mm-hmm. It's a mission. It's, it's a, a mission. Yeah. Exactly. And that's how we approach it. And that's how I approach it every day mm-hmm. as a part of me, a part of my heart. It's not a just about ice cream. And I mean, you know, if you're an employee at Sally's and you're coming for your interview and, you know, one of the, the biggest things that I like to get across is that, you know, we sell ice cream. Yes, we put our best into it. We try and give you the best that we have. But it's more than ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's giving, because anybody could sell ice cream. We didn't make it. Well, we do make it, some of it, but we didn't create it. Right. We didn't invent <laughs> so, it. So, you know, my purpose is to give people something to believe in, mm-hmm. you know, beyond the brand, beyond the product. And I mean, we're all connected. Mm-hmm. And I really think that what we put out, we get back. Yeah. Yeah, and that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, last March, we all watched the news unfold together, and you shared with me a little bit in our chat when you arrived that that changed some things. It did. Tell it, me about that. It, it changed. It well, did it change things? Or just a little bit. Bring it amplified. It, there you go. It amplified. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's when we became more involved in the Black Lives, you know, Black Lives Matters. Mm-hmm. And to those people who were surprised, I don't understand why they were surprised at it because long before this, <laughs> read the you sticker know, wall, people. The thing. Um, look at our windows. Look right. at our sign. Right. We've never been silent. Maybe we were just a little more quiet about it. Mm-hmm. It was more of what we were. And we didn't, not that we didn't use our voice. No. I'm not sure. It was. I just think at a time like that, the voices become amplified because so yes. many people are paying attention. So yes. people who weren't paying attention before are now paying attention. Yes. And, you know, we I did some research and looking at your Facebook posts and all that kind of stuff. What goes into that decision? So obviously, like you said, you've been talking about this stuff for a while. You got the sticker wall. 
and all those kinds of things. But what goes into your thought process is like, hey, I'm going to go on Facebook and post this for everyone who follows me to see. And you know what that entails. You know there's some people who are not going to agree with it. Some people are going to make derogatory comments. You might lose some customers. What is the thought process there? What Were you nervous? Were you scared? Did you just say, I don't care. I'm just going to do what I do. Well, it, as far as what brought us into the major spotlight of this, mm-hmm. and first off, you know, politics is... It wasn't about politics. There's a huge difference between politics and social justice and human rights and what is right. I don't believe it owns, there's no political party that owns this. Mm-hmm. So um, that just, I just needed to say that. Mm-hmm. So as far as everything that transpired and how we did get thrown into the spotlight, it, it's a matter of like happenstance. We did not set out to do this. This was not like, oh, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. When everything came to be, you know, with George Floyd and everything became amplified and you're watching the videos and you're listening. My, my kids, I have three girls, um, and they are very much strong, compassionate, empathetic, mm-hmm. sympathetic voices. I am so very proud of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am. They, they are good humans and, and that's who they are. Everybody was upset. This is what we talk about. We have a family chat with all of us in it. It, this is, it's constant. Look at this. This is what's happening. We can't stand it. People are, people are, people are hurting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is wrong. So, uh, on Facebook, there was a, a group that was formed and if you ask me what it was, I don't even remember. (laughs) <laughs> and they said that they were going to do a, um, they were going to hold a, hold a march locally. And, you know, my kids are like, okay, we're in. We're all going. We've been to so many different marches for so many different things. I mean, I was in D.C. in 2017, mm-hmm. you know, and, and way before that. So this isn't something new. Uh, that's right. the other thing. That, again, it's not new. You know, there's, uh, there's credibility and authenticity behind what we're doing. It's not just, oh, we're going to jump on a bandwagon or all of a sudden, here we are. So the march that I was speaking of ended up getting canceled. Like as quickly as it started, it was canceled. And why, why was it canceled? They, I think they got scared. I don't want to speak 100% on mm-hmm. it because I'm not 100% sure. But okay. some of the chatter was that they felt like they shouldn't do it because they were white. Um, then they got scared about, you know, obviously like violence and what, you know, what was going to happen to the community. I think they just got in over their heads and, and not in a bad way. I have nothing derogatory about them. People do mm-hmm. what they can do and that's it. But that being said, my daughter, Madison, and my employees, some of my employees, you know, they're younger kids. You know, they're 22, 23 years old. This is our future. Mm-hmm. And they are angry. They are angry at what's happened to, or what this world has been. Because let's be honest, it's always been this way. We just like to put lipstick on it and make it look a little different for a little while. Take it out on the dance floor. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like, we're going to march. We will, we will do this. 
and they started texting their friends, texting their people. And it's like, we don't care. We want, you know, the black community to have a voice. This is about, it's not, it's about them. It's not about us. And we want to stand in solidarity. We want to hear what they have to say because we have not had the same experience. We cannot know what they have gone through and we want to stand here beside them. So, you know, and, and lift them up and, and let them say what needs to be said and just shut our mouths and listen. You know, everybody wants to talk. Nobody wants to listen. <laughs> That's very true. And so I'm going to say, you know, I was 100%. I'm like, I got you. We're, we'll do this. I will never, ever try to silence my children, my employees, or anyone else that is going to use their voice. I mean, it's the only thing we have that is so powerful. That is our superpower. And, you know, I tell my employees that. I tell my kids that. And for me to sit back and say, okay, well, not now. Wow, I would be a big hypocrite. Mm -hmm. And there were those, those thoughts that went through my head, like, okay, what's everybody going to think? How's this going to go? And then I don't care. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I do not care what anyone else thought of me or what they thought of the business. All I care is how my kids see me. Mm. You know, how do I look in my children's eyes? How do I look in my granddaughter's eyes? How do I look in my mom's eyes? You know, in my friend. Mm -hmm. What do you get like? I know, you're choking me. You're choking me up. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. I can lose everything tomorrow. But when I look in the mirror, what? I just want to see that I stood on the right side. And I think this was a, this is a time when we have to choose a side. I hate to even say that because it sounds horrible. Like who wouldn't want to be for mm -hmm. equality and for accountability and, and for, uh -huh. you know, lifting up your fellow man. You know, we're a brother's keeper. Uh -huh. uh, that's, that's it. So I made some calls to try and get like the local, you know, politics, like or the local government on our side. It was not received very well uh, <laughs> at all. Um, I mean, this literally all happened within days. It happened within two, like two days, all of this went down. So I'm like, okay, well, we have to get with our local police, our local police force, our local sheriffs, mm -hmm. you know, to, to stand together, to support, you know, hey, we're not against the police. <laughs> Mm -hmm. We are not against, you know, right. the people that are there to protect and serve. What we are against is injustice and against the bad people <laughs> and in every walk of life, mm -hmm. you know, and we're not going to accept that there's bad people and they shouldn't be held accountable. Well, then we're in trouble, obviously. It does not surprise me that the government here... Is not was not on your side as no. we've discussed on previous podcasts we are in a very very red county yes we are and a lot of them have social beliefs that are counterproductive to the way you think yes um so as you're going through that and you're and you're not getting help from the government and you're getting you know some backlash from customers like, do you worry at all? Because I know you just said, you know, I, I only worry about... Because I'm like that, too. You know, you're like a kindred spirit. I don't really 
care too much what people think about me. You know, if my wife loves me and my kids love me, I'm good. Right. But I don't run a business. You know, I go to work and count someone else's money for a living. (laughs) So do you worry at all how being in such a red county might affect your business at all? Like I said, I wouldn't, you know, I'd be lying if I said it didn't pass through my head. Mm-hmm. It did because the amount of backlash that I got before the march even happened was ridiculous. I was so disappointed. I was so angry because this is not the town that I thought it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I was angry. I really, really was. I mean, people, you know, I had other businesses calling me saying, what are you doing? You know, because really? I got attached to it very quickly. Mm. And, you know, what are you doing? And so the other businesses are upset that, you know, you're going to bring in rioting. And, <laughs> you know, they're thinking about, should, should I close down and, and board up my windows? I'm like, I'm really not going to repeat back on, on air what I said back because... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I stood my ground and, you know, I tried to educate and it, whatever they took from it, mm-hmm. fine. But I'm like, I was going forward with it. And I'm like, do not tell me to be silent. Mm-hmm. You will not tell me to stand down and I will not tell my children to stand down. One of the things, do you remember Dwayne talking our last guest last week about, um, one of the reasons to march is so that you know that your community is already unified against some of these injustices, some of these situations that will come up. And what a heartbreak to find out that your community did not want to unify. And it was, it was, I don't, I don't want to speak negative of other businesses and everyone has their own, They have their own fight, their own reasons. So I'm not going to sit here and say, well, everyone should have, you know, stood behind us and, and spoke up because that would be really judgy of me to do. And, but, and there is a but attached to that. It would have been really nice if we could have come together because it was not, and it is not about politics. It's about what's right. It's about people that are hurting and it's suffering and they need us to lift them up and if we could I mean how high could we lift if we all got together and so it was really disappointing I was very disappointed and I have to check myself sometimes and I can't sit in that disappointment because it doesn't matter what the next person next to me is doing and it matters what I'm doing and, and that's it you know I think we've all experienced that the last 12 months that disappointment yes um because for me as a black man um when all this stuff is happening and you go to social media and you see your friends posting stuff like well maybe that guy rittenhouse was right to shoot those people or you know why didn't that why didn't that black guy just comply and you see those kind of things there is a disappointment there is a heartbreak there is you know almost like grief over losing a friend before it happens. Mm-hmm. And it is a disappointment that people don't see what they're saying as detrimental to our society. Right. So not on the level that you've experienced, you know, corporate-wise and stuff like that, but just 
I think we all have experienced that. I think this last year has shown us who some people really are. And when we see that, sometimes it's very disappointing. So I understand what you, what you mean. Yeah. And at the same time, I'd rather see who you are. Exactly. Then I know. I always tell the kids, I'd rather see the train coming down the tracks when I get hit instead of having my back to it. Yeah. So I always tell people, in relationships, you're constantly getting information, right? And so when you get bad information and you adjust how you act with that person accordingly. Yes, you do. You find out who you stand next to or who you actually cut your ties with. I mean, I've lost friends. I mean, it's sad. I've lost friends that I've known 25 years, 30 years. And I'm like, can't do it. You know, I can't do it. I know people have lost family. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone is so divided. And I don't know how that's going to change. I mean, I just have to keep that hope, that love, and and, and the, the light. It's going to change it. You know how it changes? Uh, your daughter, Madison. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, her friends. Who's 22 years old, who is looking out for my oldest child, yep. who is gender fluid, mm-hmm. and she goes to the ice cream shop, <laughs> who's looking out for my son, who's a 13-year-old young black kid. Mm-hmm. That is how it changes. It does. I guess it does. I mean, it's our the next generation. It's our children, and we need to, to help them. And, and give them, tell them to use their voices, to not be afraid, to show them, you know, just sometimes you have to stand against that darkness. You gotta stand right in front of that darkness. And the hardest part, I think, is reacting to it, not with more hate, but you, you need to brighten that light. When we were going through, or as we continued to go through, because after the march, Mm-hmm. happened that's when all hell broke loose that's it, I that, mean, that really put you on my radar then yeah. because I saw the first I mean, thing I saw was something blow up on Facebook yeah, it, and my first thought was oh I gotta go follow Sally's on Instagram right now so I can <laughs> say thank you for organizing this march and that's what I did but well it was um, it, it it certainly blew up mm-hmm. they did not like some of you know our comments and you know because we said it's time for us to be silent and to let everyone else speak and that's what the march was about we went out we got a bullhorn we didn't speak it's not about us we handed that bullhorn and i don't know if you guys were at the march or i found out about it after the fact yeah. Yeah. I know about this one. yeah we, we went well, to it, one in Benel. is this the okay. one that they marched over the bridge yes yeah and um, that was the one. Like, was was Vigo at that march? Yes. That's my yes. guy. No, that's my daughter. That was my daughter's teacher, one of her favorite teachers. And she yeah. reached out to Mr. Vigo and said, listen, this is what we need to do. And like I said, when I tell you that this happened in a day or two, mm-hmm. and we didn't know if anyone was going to show up. We knew it was going to be our family. Some of the people that we put out, my, my, my uh, daughter's friends, some of my friends. And when, those, when everyone showed up, it was like... It was, it was magical. I mean, it was magical. And, 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 you know, you turn behind you and you're looking at like 300 people walking over the bridge. And, you know, my daughter's like, I just can't believe, like, you know, we were able to do this. And the amount of emotion and love and compassion and understanding that was at this march and, and the words that were spoken I mean, people are just crying. 
I mean, I've been to many marches. Like, I've marched for Monsanto. I've <laughs> against Monsanto. <laughs> I have marched for climate change, LBGTQ, mm-hmm. um, you name it. Mm-hmm. I've been there. You know, D.C., everywhere. And I have never been so moved in my life. And, you know, to think that this wonderful light that we were, or thing that we were trying to do to give the voice turned out to be so bad mm-hmm. or to be received so badly, mm-hmm. like it did, it did surprise me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know why I continue to be surprised, but <laughs> I do because I, I, I just continue and that's when it started. And I mean, it just came at us at a hundred miles an hour and it was from, I mean, I was, I was, I was pissed. <laughs> so we see a lot of it on, so we've seen some of it on social media. Was, did you get phone calls? Did people oh come to the shop? Phone did... calls, um, emails, mm. um, bad reviews, just bogus Make, bad reviews. Up stuff. Oh my gosh. Like you have no idea. I mean, I was called a terrorist, a communist, a Marxist. Yeah. I mean, a socialist. It, there are na- names that I won't say. I mean, what we were called and how people came after us was ridiculous. The phone was ringing. Mm-hmm. I got an email from Zimbabwe. <laughs> Literally, an email from Zimbabwe. Well, people from other states that don't even go to you, Sally's. Were the Zimbabwe people asking you to send them money? <laughs> yeah, no, they were telling me that, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing and that they'll never come to my shop, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um it, it was horrible. It really was. And the harassment and the threats. I mean, I had to put an alarm system and cameras all over the place. Oh, wow. I mean, it, it was, you know, it took a toll. And it has taken a toll on my employees as well. You know, I mean, here you have like 17, <clears throat> 18, 19, 20-year-old, you know, I don't call them kids, right. but they're all my kids. Young they people. are all my kids. Having to deal with this and constantly coming at you and and reading the comments and I just stopped reading comments uh-huh. see and I would not the thing is that I'm not going to respond to this I am not going to react to this you keep doing what you're doing and it was really hard not to but why am I going to I'm not going to change your mind my words and in, in, in coming back at you are not going to change your mind you already know what we stand for you already know who we are we have never made any, any false claims mm-hmm. about it. So, come at me. Mm-hmm. And we lost a lot of we lost a lot of customers. We lost. Did you? I, I would imagine you gained some too. And we did. Mm-hmm. So you know, all those people that we lost, I've been thankful and blessed that I've met some pretty amazing people that have now become my friends. And I didn't need to say anything because people, strangers that I had no clue existed mm-hmm. came to our defense mm-hmm. and stood up for us. And they said they knew our heart. And that's pretty cool. That was, again, extremely humbling that they stood by us. And, you know, just the comments, like, you know, let's take it to this oh a business should you know small business you should stick to scoop and ice cream and not be involved in politics you hypocritical like seriously but, but like, you're not endorsing anyone for president no so, endorsing so, there is nothing so, politics so it's not right. political 
It's and not political. It's, an it's issue. all about racism. Right. It's right or wrong. Yeah. Okay. Do you believe that police officers who kill unarmed people should be held accountable or not? Not. Do you believe that someone who is gay or lesbian or transgender or transsexual, bisexual, should have the same rights as everyone else or not? Hmm. This has nothing to do with if we're going to vote on this bill on the floor exactly. or who do you think are we going to go to war with Pakistan. This is about America and our social issues. Yes. If you can't see that, then as you said, you know, we can only reach the people who are willing to be educated and willing yes. to listen. Yes. The people who are not, who just dismiss you out of hand, yes, you should not waste your breath on those people. No. And you're right to do that. Yeah, I, I just, it was a tough decision not to because when people are coming at you, you want to be heard. You want to be like, you know, you are so wrong. Like, <laughs> you know, and try and make them understand. And I did respond to one or two that I just felt that were just so ridiculous. So yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, I can't be quiet, you know. And, you know, there was someone who posed as Sally's employees. You know, as one of Sally's employees. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Mr. John Hill. Yeah, that um, guy is. Yeah. He's a treasure. Yeah, he, he, he <laughs> he's something special. He's something special. And oh. he's attached to a lot of people around here, actually, in, oh. in the political realm and some of the other businesses. And, you know, he's posting the most racist, horrific things that you have ever seen. And they're all coming back to me saying, This is your employee, and how can you employ someone like this? And it's like, you know, the same response over and over again, you know, and, and there are people that do know us, but there are some people who don't know us. Mm -hmm. So that is extremely detrimental to my business. Mm -hmm. So I've had, you know, at one point I'm like, I have to make a post. I'm going to have to, you know, try and get this out there. So I did respond, you know, did respond to that. Um, and I'm going to say things are, you know, since the election, Things have calmed down a little bit, mm -hmm. but I'm telling you, leading up to it, I mean, we every day. I mean, I mean you had to watch those Trump trucks drive down A1A every day. Honking at us, flipping us off, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. wishing us, you know, I hope you A wonderful bankrupt. day, right? A yeah, wonderful day. Yeah, exactly. I hope you go <laughs> bankrupt. I hope you lose everything. I hope... But those are very fine people. They that's are what very I, special that, people. That's what I was told. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are times when I literally sat in my car and I wouldn't get out of the car. Mm -hmm. Because it was just this back and forth, especially when they had a rally. It would be, you know, stop in front of Sally's. Or they'd go and they turn around and come back again. That's a lot on my employees as well. I wish I would have known about that because I would have been eating ice cream oh, talking to geez. them. <laughs> just, you know, after you're thick-skinned, but then sometimes you just, I just sit there with my head down. And I'm we're, like... We're all human yeah, at the end of the day. It is. But, you know, they, they, they position themselves right across the street at Sally's with the flags. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't about politics. Like, mm -hmm. you're just doing this to justify your narrative for hate. Right. Mm. So Johnny and I have had some conversations recently about um, how certain people... Certain types of people can't handle, I can't see your face, yeah. there we go, <laughs> how certain people can't handle honest, real conversation. Yes. Um, it, like they, communication is in one direction, mm -hmm. and it can, you know, but if it comes back, they fall apart. They yes. can't hear it. They can't yeah, handle no it. No one wants I, to hear that, you know, you're wrong. I mean, it doesn't feel good as humans. We don't want to hear that, but guess what? We're all wrong sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we can't grow up wrong. in this country and not have experienced 
uh, racism in some way yes. or, you know, I, I mean, as a, a, a white woman, I know I can see now where I am today where there are times throughout my life where I didn't, I think I'm not racist, but we're right. kind of, we're taught things in a racist way. Right. And it's there. And you have any, to be you know, willing to... To acknowledge it. And to not make everything about you yes. for crying out loud. Exactly. It's so not have all about that you. honest conversation and listen. And that's what this march was about for us was for people to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, the problem with that is, and here's the thing like, so when you grow up and you've been taught a certain thing, like these people running around with their Confederate flags on their trucks and all that kind of stuff. To sit down and, you know, I, while I don't like it, I always try to put myself in their shoes, right? So if you're talking to a person like that and you're saying, hey, some of these things you believe in is wrong. In their mind, they're saying, so you tell me that my mother and father taught me the wrong things? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. it's hard to come to grips with the way you've been raised your whole life yes. is wrong. And so they don't want to have those conversations because... If what I'm practicing now is racist, and my parents taught me that, it makes my parents racist. Right. And, that, that's, and that's a hard thing for some people. It is. It's, it's hard to take an honest look. Who likes, you know, I mean, who likes to always look honestly in the mirror all the time? Right. You know, it, it, it's not an easy thing. No one ever said it's easy. Okay? Mm-hmm. It, it's not just like, oh, yes, this is it. It's very complicated. It's, it's complex. It's, it's multifaceted. There's so many different things that affect it. I mean, I can see even how I grew up and where I grew up and some of my friends that I grew up with since I've known since I was born, I'm still friends with. And I can see how they have even changed a little bit because I grew up in a, an extremely diverse area, mm-hmm. okay? We were all friends. We lived on the same blocks or one block over and you know we had black white portuguese the hungarian we had the puerto rican the jamaican and we all lived like you know mm-hmm. all within blocks and that is what i grew up with so you know i hate when people say and they use it as a cop-out well i didn't see race well we did but we didn't because you know i dated whoever i wanted to date <laughs> to date you know and there was never an issue so then I, you know, I did, everyone evolves at a different rate and due to their experiences and, and such, you know, I saw it a lot earlier and I'd have conversations and they're like, it's not that bad, but it is, Mm -hmm. it is. See, we didn't think it was that bad because this is where we lived in this little bubble where Mm -hmm. it was okay, but it is that bad. It's, it's worse than that bad. Mm -hmm. And now I see them coming like, wow, yes, like we didn't even see how bad it was because we grew up in this bubble. But now that you know, once you know, you're not allowed to unknow. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like if you don't know, you can't blame somebody for not knowing. But can't once you know, then uh, then I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Yeah. Once you've seen it yes. and you refuse to acknowledge it, then then you yes. become part of the problem. Exactly. And that is why, you know, back to Sally's remaining silent was not an option. Mm-hmm. You know, I would not ever be silent. I will not be complicit. I will not. I will not be told to shut up, mm-hmm. and I will not lead. Like, let that be an example to my children. I will be the total opposite of that. 
It's gonna. It takes so much of that, and you know, when Johnny said, it takes you and the way you are raising your daughters, or you know, the way we're raising we're our this. family too. Um, another conversation I was having was just about how so many things are just handed down generationally, generational yes. trauma, generational, generational trauma is a big one. I think that leads us to perpetuate different things, different behaviors, different, you know, and, uh, at some point you can't just say, well, that's how I was raised. You have mm-hmm. to say, well, that's how I was raised. So I'm going to, I have to change it yes. and you break not, that cycle and you break the cycle yeah. and, and do things. You know, I, I made a conscious decision to do some things differently when we are, as we raise our family yes. and, uh, and that's what it takes. It One does. thing that it takes. Yeah, it takes breaking that cycle. And again, like you said, nobody wants to hear that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are we that fragile? You know, or are we that egotistical? I don't know. No, I just think some people don't have that self-reflection. Yeah. Like, you know, on the podcast, I talk a lot about my one of my buddies who was an avid Trump supporter. And, you know, towards the election, maybe two, three months before, well, maybe more, you know, we had a conversation, it was after one of the presidential debates, um, when Trump said, you know, stand by, stand back, that whole thing, and I told my friend, I said, you know, hey, listen, I, I can't tell you who to vote for, I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you a vote for someone like that hurts me, yes. as a person, Yes. and I think it was the first time he even thought about that. And I don't know if he thought about it after. I I, I have not had that conversation <laughs> <No, no>. with him. <laughs> but I think it was, the, you know, when you have to say, am, am what I'm doing, is what I'm doing hurting anyone? Yeah. Is it hurting people? And you don't, you don't realize the things that you do could be hurting the very people you say you love. Yes, it has a direct impact. I mean, if not... You know, just even emotionally, it has a direct impact. And, you know, we have to be really careful. We have to think. We, we, need to, we need to critical think. We need to use our discernment. We need to just look beyond ourselves and look at everyone around us because this affects all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's you know. a lot of injustice in the whole entire world, yeah. in America, and it directly affects every single person that there is. John says all the time that Americans don't have empathy. Yeah, empathy is lacking. Yes, it is lacking. If it doesn't directly affect me, well, then I'm either not going to deal with it or that I'm not going to talk about it or it's not that bad. Right. You know, or mine is is more important. You know, this is more important what happened to me. I mean, I think... You know, oh, well, I'm white and I'm, you know, I've experienced racism. No, you haven't. You've experienced prejudice. Okay? There's a big difference. There's a huge difference. Miss Miss Karen, I say this all the time. Listen, for everybody listening, if you are a black person, for the most part, you are not in a position of power. You can't be racist because you can't control anything. You can be prejudiced. Racism implies power, everyone. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, for the last 400 some odd years in this country, white people have had the power uh if you don't know that just pick up a history book yeah exactly pick up a a real history book Mm -hmm. not the crap that's you know thrown at us okay you know like the real history book you know again 
Mm-hmm. Call it the fairy tale USA because it <laughs> is based on a lot of, uh, yeah. oh, again, let's take it and put some lipstick on it mm-hmm. and put a dress on it and make it look all pretty. Just doesn't mean what's underneath is nice. Yeah. So. Ba- based on true events, but some have been fictionalized for your entertainment. Exactly. <laughs> In order to fit the narrative of what you want, right. you know, but. Right. Um, it's a hard time. It's a hard. This is a hard time. It's a very pivotal time, and it's been. It's going to continue to be, and we need people like you and 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 us and around us to use our voices and to not accept it. You know, to be able to say stuff like, "Guess what? White privilege. Yo, it does exist." Mm-hmm. Like, and if you want to deny existence, we're never going to move forward. See, I, I always ask. See, I always ask questions. That's how I get people to realize what's going on. Like when someone says they don't have white privilege, I ask them. So, at what job interview did you ever worry that you weren't going to get it because you were white? Right. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had to worry about that, you're living in a privilege. I have right. every job. I I would come back and say, oh. I didn't see many black people there, so I don't know. (laughs) You you just don't know. And it's not saying that they're racist or anything. It's just because I'm black, I've had to worry about that. And until we accept that, we can't change that. Because in denial, there's no moving forward. And you have to be okay with it to say we're not okay. It's okay to say we're not okay and there's a lot of things that are wrong that things need to be fixed and we need to be better and we need to try every single day to be better humans. I try every day. I am not perfect, <laughs> but I do know that my, you know, I got my eye on trying to be better, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to do better and give back better and make better decisions. And as it as a whole, that's what this country needs to do. Mm-hmm. And stop with the divisiveness and, you know, letting you know, the government and the politics take over because they don't care about us. I don't care what party you are. They don't care. They're, they're not living us. Mm-hmm. So take the politics out of it. And how do you want to live with your, your fellow man as a human? What would you want them to do for you? Do it for them before they do it for you. You know, you have to, it's, it's frustrating. In my brain, you know, I get really frustrated because it does not seem that complicated. Loving my fellow man and having equal mm-hmm. rights and, and, and it's not that complicated. It's just, it's just love. It's just simple love and wanting the person that's standing next to you to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's, why is it? And that's, I think that's where I get tripped up mm-hmm. because it's so obvious. It's so simple, like just love. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't mean less rights for you. It's not pie. No, it's exactly. It's <laughs> definitely not pie. It's definitely not pie. Like, why can't we all just get along? Know, just get along. I mean, <laughs> is that complicated? I don't think it is. And you know, I don't see it ending anytime soon. I try and I have hope. And like you said, I have hope in our children, and your children, and my neighbors' children that they're going to move it on but they need us too we can't just you know we can't just sit back and say well they're going to change it we have to change it with them i you know i think it's going to happen um you know i i coach youth basketball and we do it every saturday and yesterday we had a bunch of games and then after one set of games yesterday my son was outside which was a shock outside (laughs) um playing with 
his friends, and they were running around in Benel, Florida. Okay, in the heart of Benel. Okay. Okay, and it was my son, a black, a black little black boy, another little black boy, uh, Mexican, two white girls, running around, free, having fun. None of that crap mattered. No. In Benel, mm-hmm. they weren't scared to be in Benel. They were running around, having fun, and free. And they're doing that because all of those kids are being raised a certain way. And if we continue, people like us continue to do what we do and tell them and inform them and educate them, hopefully we can break the cycle. Now, I know that's been said for a long, long time, but I really think this generation is different. I think it's been forced to be different. You know, everyone, like you said, it's always been there. We always thought that the next generation's going to help, and <clears throat> now, excuse me. I mean, we have to be loud. We have to be really, really loud, and that's not my thing. I mean, I like to do things behind the scenes, quietly, softly. I like to do the changes that nobody knows about. Okay, and I'm, that's how I like to be. Mm-hmm. But that's not an option. We right now we have a moral obligation to raise our voices and raise them together. And it can happen. It, I, I do think it can happen, but it's going to take a lot of hard work. And it's going to take a lot of... Tough conversations. Tough conversations, yes. And we can't do it in anger. And that's, I think that's the balance. It's, such a, huge it's a point. very hard balance. Mm-hmm. That is a big point. It's a huge you know, point. We cannot become that because then we are no better than that. And... Oh, I tell that to my kids, especially when they were going through all the stuff at Sally's and, you know, how would it upset them, upset them? And again, kids, my employees as well. Mm-hmm. We cannot let their hatred take us over because then they will win. So we have to just keep putting out the light. We cannot internalize it. We can't just keep getting angry. It's going to make you sick. It's going to make you you're tired and it's going to make you unproductive. And not only that, if, if you speak in anger, your message often gets lost. Yes, it does. You know, because all they're focusing on is you shouting and not the words you're saying. Yes. So that that is a very, very valid point because as I, you know, peruse social media, it's always anger driven. Right. Never fact driven, never you know, it's oh you libtard and you Yeah. Like it's all like, that, what is that? it's all like <laughs> it's all that crazy you know, that crazy nonsense where rather than just talking about issues that we face. Yes. You know, if you're yelling all that stuff, like I immediately turn you off. Right. So I'm assuming that if I'm yelling at you, you're gonna turn me off too. Right. So that is a that is a huge point. And it's it's hard because you want to be heard, but it's having those conversations and like intelligent conversations about issues, about policies, and how it affects. I mean, who doesn't want to? And we're all not gonna agree. I mean, we're all not gonna agree on everything. That's just life. But if we can come to an understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's cause and, and there's effects. And there are certain things we all should be able to well, agree on, quite yeah. honestly. And the fact that we yeah. don't is mind-boggling. Yes. That's where it becomes like, why is it so complicated? <laughs> right. Again, why is it so complicated? But I think that if we just keep moving forward and, and in little ways we do things in order to, to make it better, mm-hmm. like by example, and, and not just words, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's possible. And even if it's in, you know, we got to... Right now, I mean, I don't think I could change the world, but I try and change the house. You know, mm-hmm. you got to fix your house. And right now, 
Flagler County is our house. This is it. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And there, because, you know, we do have some political figures that are just extremely... Um, extreme. Extreme, yes. That I don't even, The ridiculousness of, of their words just don't even compute in my head. It, it doesn't, I don't even want to give mm-hmm. it validity by saying any of it because mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't deserve it. But if we can do little things and come together as a community, even if it's a few people at a time, those few people get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, for all different types of social justice, not, you know, not just Black Lives Matter, but everything as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very active with the LBGTQ community as well. Sally's is a safe place for them. Mm-hmm. You know, we are having love wins, you know, the second Sunday of every month where people can come from all over. They're coming from St. Augustine just to get together, to congregate somewhere mm-hmm. and just be. So awesome. doing little things like that, I hope, you know, I, I hope it makes a difference. And I hope people see that, like, we're not against anyone. We're just for, like, everyone. <laughs> That's it. You just titled the episode. You did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't honestly know what's going to happen. It's, you know, we're going to keep on getting the haters and I'm going to keep on ignoring them and we're just going to keep trying to make the difference and I mean I don't want to stop like I don't know like part of me doesn't know where to go from here and like I said we've always been conscious I try to do everything ethically with my business Mm -hmm. you know on the very basic level of it as far as where I source my products from Mm -hmm. what we do you know with our environment I do a lot of research I don't shop at certain places and you know that's but where do we go from here? Is just being that light that I hope we are enough? I believe it is. Um, so just from my perspective, right, before I let you get out of here whenever we end, as a black man who's been taken, you know, I call her my daughter. She says, I can do that if I recognize her fluidity, so I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Who's been taking my daughter there before she even came out. Mm-hmm. And taking my black son there before he even realized what this social stuff was all about. I had a, we had a special episode a while ago and I said, you know, over the last year as a black man, I see people value my friendship, but they don't value me. You value me and you don't even know me because of how you run your business. You value my son. You value my daughter. Just by the stickers in the window, just by the little things you've been doing, that is valuing us. So you continue to do those things, and I continue to take my daughter and my son to the shop, and they see those stickers, and they go on with their world, and they say, hey, I can do these same things. I can speak up for issues. And those little things, like what Sue used to say, they're little seeds that grow. Yeah, I guess we're planting seeds. Thank, thank you for that. Now, that, but just think about it for a second. I didn't even know my daughter was gay. Who knows that she ever saw one of those stickers up there and said, hey, you know, it's all right that I'm this way. Mm-hmm. Right? So you doing that shows me that it values me. Okay. Not just my dollar or my five or six bucks for that fudge brownie Sunday <laughs> <laughs> That I love. <laughs> thank you for that and that that's you know that shows that what we're what we want to achieve is actually working i guess
Sally's Ice Cream Shop has been serving scoops of yummy deliciousness down at Flagler Beach since 1985. Family owned and operated, Karen and her daughters have created a bright and happy beachfront shop where they serve each cone, dish, and sundae with love. Try Johnny's favorite brownie sundae, Sue's favorite toasted coconut cone, or let the Sally's family help you choose your own original creation. Sally's Ice Cream Shop, located at 401 North Ocean Shore in Flagler Beach. So I have a very serious question to wrap things up. Oh, okay. You make some of your own ice cream. We do. Would you ever consider a flavor of banana pudding that uses nutter butters instead of no <laughs> nutter butters? <laughs> Please say no. <laughs> You like the nutter butter? No. Is there a nutter butter problem here? Apparently, Sue (laughs) made banana pudding one time, and instead of Nilla Hold on, hold on. If you're going to, like, I took it to a barbecue in a little town that we lived in in North Carolina where people take their banana pudding very seriously. Okay. And she decided... That instead of putting Nilla wafers in her banana pudding, as most people do, Jeez. that she put <laughs> nutter butters in it. It was delicious. And how was it received? Not well. Not well. <laughs> I ate the whole thing myself. To which I said, that was false advertising. <laughs> it wasn't really banana pudding to begin with. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> we just did a banana one. We did, yes, we did, I saw I did it. the banana yeah. with um, Mattel. Nutella. Mm-hmm. And my Whenever daughter Madison, I see the banana stuff, I come down. Yes, sure. she did yep. the banana with Nutella, and she's like, "Should I put Nutella wafers in?" I'm like, "No, don't, don't do the wafers on this one. Let's, mm-hmm. let's not do it." But uh, people have been liking that, mm-hmm. so you never know. I mean, we're open for all flavors. <laughs> do not even jot that down. Is it, you sure? No, it's good. I'm gonna. You make never one. know. You never know one. what can go together. That's right. You know, it's a little crazy. I don't believe but. you've ever tried my nutter butter banana pudding, Johnny. So. <laughs> I can't imagine why you have an opinion on it. Watch next week and you see it, Sally's Nutter Butter Banana Pudding Ice Cream. And I will go to the window and say, fudge brownie Sunday." Do not put the Nutter Butter. And then we'll have a picture of you up there saying, if he asks for this, give him this. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all we can do. Well, but, it was um, it was just an absolute pleasure to have no, you here with you us so today. Much. We really appreciate it. Um, it's you a conversation are, I was really looking forward to having. So You guys are awesome. It's so nice to be here. Go on. <laughs> I think you're my friends now. Yes, yes we are. Definitely. It's just so nice to, like-minded is, you know, mm-hmm. to be around that. It's nice um, to feel safe when you're safe, sitting down yes. and have a conversation with somebody. For yes, sure. it definitely. Thank you, mm-hmm. because you are one of the first people we we were ho- like we have to get them on, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We reached out. I reached out the first time before my dad died, yeah, right? And then everything went sideways for a while, and I yeah, yeah all three so, of us, right? Mm-hmm. Most of our dads. Mm-hmm. What a club! What a club. Yeah, really, mm-hmm. and like all very close together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sad. But the other thing I did want to put up. Or, mm-hmm. or say um, is that um, I have for the past and I can't remember how many years it's been probably about seven or eight years I have done a scholarship for um, for the for girls I started a, a scholarship it's called Flagler County Girl Rising it is based on uh, educate educate a girl and change the world okay I bought a movie here years ago it was called Girl Rising and I started decided to start it locally. Um, 
so I did, and over the past, I don't know, many years, I've given a lot of money. I'm not going to say how much, mm -hmm. but um, you know, to the local scholarship. And this year, I decided to stop it, um, just because I, I felt that the money was needed somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So I've been giving, and I'm, I wasn't putting it out there, mm -hmm. but I have been, and maybe this is a good way for someone to get in contact with me. Been giving money to some of these younger kids that are big in the move, you know, in social justice, and um, trying to help them any way we can to support them, because mm -hmm. sometimes you do need money for things. Mm -hmm. And so, if if there's people out there or, or younger kids that are looking to do something. Mm -hmm. um, and how, how do they find out about it, or how do they contact you? Uh, privately. Okay. Um, I'll yeah. make sure we There's, get that information. Yeah, you can put my email address on there. Okay, we'll put it in the um, show notes. Yeah, because, you know, it, if we can do anything, I just thought it would be better now. I, I mm -hmm. thought it was time for a change. Mm -hmm. And I would like to like, directly help some of the, you know, these younger kids that are our future mm -hmm. move forward. That's great. And, and do some things. That's and, super. That's fantastic. All right. Well, again, um, I want to thank you for coming out. Uh, I wanted to take one quick second because I forget from time to time. We ask our listeners if they would rate us or give us a five-star review. If you have, if you don't love the show, shoot us an email. But if you like the show, yeah, exactly. if you wanted to leave us a five-star review, um, I have a few shout-outs. We've gotten a few awesome five-star reviews. So a big thank you to Common Ground, who is actually the one that gave us the comment that was our theme for season one, a middle-aged white woman and an urban black man. It's fantastic because that's what we are. But you know how sometimes you awesome. hear something about yourself and you don't think, I, like I said, and I thought, oh my God, I'm middle-aged. I'm not the middle-aged white woman. Am I? We're almost the same age. <laughs> so thank that's you, Common funny. Ground. Um, Trish-ish. And Molly Margaret, we appreciate your kind words on iTunes. And anyone out there, if you could hit five stars and give us a review, it'll help us get seen. And hopefully you're doing it not just because you love us, but because you're also enjoying the show. You can find us on Instagram at the Strongly Worded Pod. Um, please join our Facebook group, the Strongly Worded Podcast group. Coming soon is going to be the Strongly Worded Podcast Network. More about that to follow. Um, and on Twitter... We're the strongly worded P because they didn't have enough letters. Seriously. <laughs> and we laugh every single time. It works. Well, thank you All guys right. for thank everything you. that you're doing. And thank you for giving us, you know, giving Sally's a voice and, and for bringing all this very important stuff to, you know, to the forefront. And thank you. You're, you're very kind. and Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Very kind and sweet. And I appreciate it very much. Wow. And you guys are doing great. Thank you. Anything I can it. ever do, I'm here for you. So thank you. Nutter butters. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. We're gonna see. Uh, <laughs> you might be the only one having it, but <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, I'm stopping. That was all. This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hampton.